Hi, I'm Adriana Gallinet, your embodiment and relationship coach. And this is my podcast. I spend most of my time reconnecting relationships, diving deep between the land of energy and helping those couples, you know, ignite that spark back in the bedroom. This podcast is for the universal spellbinding people who love a little woo-woo and the thunder of truth. You're listening to Love, Sex and Energy. Let's jump in. Hey, 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 welcome back. I'm your host, Adriana Galinick, and this is my podcast, Love, Sex and Energy. And today's episode is all about love. So let's just dive in. My favorite topic is love because love has many frequencies. Love has many topics. Love has many things people attach themselves to love. So whether you're looking for love, whether you are needing a little love for yourself, I'll share with you one of my favorite quotes. It's how you love yourself is how you teach others to love you. I'll say that again. How you love yourself is how you teach others to love you. With my work, with my clients, I seem to find this a lot. When we're talking about the subject of love, they automatically go into their love lives and, you know, talk about things that are not working or why their partner doesn't love them the same or why they are not connecting. And my question always comes down to, so what do you do for yourself? What do you do for yourself that brings you joy? Now, when you're doing things that brings you joy, you're lifting up your frequency of love. You're validating the love for yourself as well. And when you're in a happy state, right, things seem to flow a little bit better. When we're in a lower state or the lower vibration frequency, we tend to attract like-minded things. So how does that come down to how we love ourselves teaches others how to love you is a way of looking at yourself and the way you accept things, the way people treat you or allowing your partner to not chip in and do the dishes when you have asked 150 million times and they decide not to. Creating these healthy boundaries within yourself is always my first go-to when it comes to loving yourself. Often when we are not loving ourselves to the full potential, it's because our boundaries have been pushed over. And over time, we start compensating who we are, where we're at, because, you know, we tend, us women tend to do a lot. We tend to go, and then I'm doing the cooking, and then I'm doing the cleaning, and then I'm going to write this podcast, and then I am going to go to work, and then do the paperwork, and then finish doing this, and blah, 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 take the party, do this, do It's just bloody too much. And then what we do is because it doesn't get done when we want it to be done in order for ourselves to be able to cope, we just go, oh, I'll just do it myself. Now, when we're doing things ourselves, it's great. We get that quick satisfaction that things are getting done. But what's happening is that you're creating a system for the other person to say, it's okay, she can do it. Well, she hasn't asked, so she must be fine. These little niggly problems happen quite often in relationships because the lady or the woman or the, and sometimes the men too. So it's not just the woman, it's sometimes it can flip over as well. I've had case studies as well where the men has just been doing everything and it's just bloody not enough. Having that balance all comes down to loving yourself and your boundaries within yourself. And how are you going to create that? 
And if you're feeling a nod in your head going, oh yeah, that's me. I do everything. I'm the doctor, I'm the nurse, I'm the psychologist, I'm the accountant. I do everything. It's time to stop. It's time to reshuffle. It's time to rebalance. It's time to prioritize yourself and start loving who you are. And sometimes it starts off by being a little bit selfish, right? It starts off by being selfish. And we women carry a lot of guilt, okay? We carry a lot of guilt because society, hopefully now we're creating some movement and change, but predominantly it's been like, that's your role. You're the mum. You stay home and cook and clean and do the dishes and do the washing and still go to work full time and still do everything else because that's just the role and that's how the past generations have been taught. And now there's lots of moving, shaking, and I guess I'm really passionate about women in the workforce, you know, being able to own that they can go to work and still have their families and not feel bloody guilty about it. And finding that time to love yourself is by putting yourself first, right? Now, I'm a mum of six. My life has been about being a little bit selfish for myself every now and again in order for me to function. So what does that look like, right? So what does that look like for me? You know, I schedule in my hikes, big hikes, twice a year, four days, I'm gone. See ya, off the grid, do not exist. You know, often mums would say, how do you do that, Adriana? How do you just pick up and leave when you've got so many kids? Well, you know what, ladies? I didn't have children by myself. I made that with a man who happened to be my husband at the time. It was equality. If I can stay home and look after the kids because you can go to work and do your things, guess what, buddy? You can do it exactly the same. Having that confidence that you have the equal right, just because you birthed them doesn't mean that you can't live your life to the fullest. And having a partner that understands that, and I was fortunate enough that I had a partner who encouraged that continuously. Sometimes, I think towards the end of our marriage, he was getting annoyed because he was realizing that I was having such a bloody good time, having fun and really loving the energy that I was in because I just wasn't stuck at home and work. I started socializing. The invitations were out to him when we were doing things together, but that solid four days, four days, twice a year were mine and mine only. I didn't care what the kids ate. I didn't care if they slept. I was totally plugged out so I could come back refreshed. And you know what? I did and have been doing that for the last 10 years. Obviously, COVID had struck me to the core and my friends, it's been really difficult, you know, rebuilding those blocks back up and putting those little things in place where what I need to do is find that love for me and what I love doing. And they're one of my pillars. And when we talk about pillar work and boundary work and loving yourself, you know, you really need to set some strong boundaries about what's acceptable, what you're willing to accept in life and what you're not, because you're the one that's in control of that. You're the one that makes that decision and you're the one that makes it acceptable. A lot of people that I work with go, oh, Adriana, it's just so hard. It's just so hard. Yep. It's not meant to be bloody easy. If you've been doing it for 20 years and all of a sudden you're ripping the band-aid off, people are going to go, oh, you're so different. Oh, my goodness, she's just not the same person anymore. No, we are actually not the same person anymore. This is another wow love moment when I work with couples. Men, my wife has changed. She's not the same person anymore. Uh, yeah, sorry to tell you, buddy, but um, if she's just birthed a baby, 
No one's given her the instructions about what her insides are doing. No one's given her a little zip code to say, here you go. This is what she looks like. This is what she's going to end up like. Boom. Let's go back to what we were at 20 and having to explain this to men to say, listen, our bodies are not the same. We are stressed. We are trying to figure out this parenting thing. And some parents have just, some women go, yeah, I've got all of this. Some of us don't. Some of us are in between. Some of us, you know, have postnatal depression. Yet the men, nothing changes. You know, some of the men are still the same size that they were at 18. Their bodies don't expand. Their hormones aren't raging. They're all of a sudden left with this saggy belly that's walking around after you've just delivered and gone through hell and back. Yet they want us to be exactly the same. Sorry to tell you, buddies, but uh, yet we're not the same. And getting older and having had six kids myself, I used to be so hard on myself that I needed to be back in shape and do everything that I was doing before and still learn the rhythm of being a mum. Boy, that was tough. If I could tell my younger self now, you know, go back in time and say, chill out, chill out and stand up for yourself a little bit more that no, you don't have to have everything done. It goes back to loving yourself and your boundaries. We kind of get mushed into this love story or fairy tale about what life looks like or what it's meant to be because these amazing movies, which I love movies, you know, show us what love is. We get rescued and, you know, that's not reality. It's not reality. We have real life shit that happens. We've got bills to pay. We've got kids to feed. We've got things that need to be done. And that shakes your partner in the best of times, you know, the provider, the hunter and the gatherer that need to do that versus yourself that's trying to get out of the fog of parenting. You know, it just brings so many, like, as you can hear, I get very passionate about it because one, having lived through that, and I mean, not to that extremes, but just listening to stories of other women, you know, there was another lady that I was dealing with where her partner just did not want to contribute to the house and was happy for her to be working so bloody hard after she had heart issues and had a heart failure. You know, I tell her all the time, you just need to speak up for yourself. The fear of being able to speak out that you may want different things in life. You may want to do things a little bit off center. You have so much growth and change and you see things differently in a different win that it's okay to use your voice. It's okay to speak. It's okay to feel. It's okay to connect. And women generally and men too. So, you know, I will be fair and give the other side too, where, you know, women just close off. We push everyone away. We put the barriers, no, it's too hard basket. Don't want to do that. I'm just going to be a robot. I'm going to do everything that I need to do because I need to survive. Yeah, let's just not worry about that. And tomorrow's another day and keep going. Over time, you know, I see this in women, they're, you know, having working energy and being in a Reiki master for over 10 years. And I generally see energy in people and what that does to them over time when things aren't moving or, you know, the cogs aren't working and they're not, you know, spinning and shining bright. And I tap into those when I speak to my clients and and really dive deep into what is the real issue. Loving yourself, how you allow others to treat you is so important to figure that out. Like what makes you happy and going back to, you know, the things that you love to do you know, doing the things that you enjoy, going out. Mine is hiking, listening to podcasts, going out for drinks with my friends, 
creating new experiences, even when they're hard, knowing that I'm going to get through that because I need it. Telling people, you know, if you're the one out there wanting that change and you don't know how to do it, start by writing down 10 most important things that make you happy or 10 things that you'd like to do or achieve or step into. And I say 10 because that 10 is quite long. We tend to do the, we roll off the top of our heads the first three because it's easy. But once we get to 10, it makes us really think about, hey, what is that 10? What does that look like? What does that feel like for me? How do I want others to treat me? If we're in a low, low vibrational state where we just go, mm, that's fine. You know, like Eeyore, it's just me. It's okay. Like we know people out there like that, right? We go, oh my God, here we go again. Oh my goodness. You don't want to be like that. (laughs) You want to turn around and you want to live your best version of your life. But loving yourself is so important because others will treat you the way you treat yourself. Others will treat you the way you treat yourself. So have a think. How are you treating yourself? What does your life look like at the moment? What changes have you made or are you thinking of making? Now, we're at the start of 2023. If you're listening, how exciting, how exciting that you get to create a new version of yourself this year if you are not in the process of doing that already. Loving yourself is one of the pillars, most biggest things that we create in boundary work. I'll bring that up into another episode how important your boundary work is. It's the most important thing, the most important thing, you know, loving yourself and being able to stick to your boundaries lifts your frequency. So when we talk about love frequency, there are many, many variables and frequencies of love. Sometimes I I say to my clients, love makes you do stupid things, right? It makes you be irrational. It makes you jump into decisions. And this is like basing in relationships, right? We tend to jump in and we're overhead, heels in love and everything is fine. And we love the way he eats and chews. And then two years later, we're like, I'm going to um, like literally poke him in the eye every time. So, you know, frequency of love is the same. Frequency, how you love yourself and how you treat yourself is exactly the same. And if you can build your frequency up, and build it, build it, beat it to the frequency of love, then you're always at a happy state. You're always building, you know, and don't misunderstand that frequencies don't rise and fall. They jump up and they jump back down. But I teach women how to jump back up as quickly as you can so we don't stay in that lower vibration because it sucks. It's harder to get out of. Once you're stuck, it's almost like climbing Mount Everest. You have to put one foot in front of the other and you consciously have to make a decision and a choice that you are going to make changes for yourself because you're the only one that's in control of these changes. Only you, only you. I can say, I can teach, I can dance on my head, but only you can choose to take that on board. So I know that went in a little bit deep and I will bring you some more episodes and case studies that I've been working on with other beautiful clients and hopefully that will help you move forward and create some loving boundaries. So work out your 10 things that you love to do and actually implement them. When you're feeling a little bit low and you're feeling like, oh oh my gosh, I can't get out of a funk, go to your list. Go to your list and then start implementing them in your month or in your week 
and start actioning, start lifting that vibration and get back to that happy place that everyone deserves to be. And then people will start looking at you differently and start treating you differently as well. That's it for me for another episode of Love, Sex and Energy. Thank you again. And until next time, shine bright. That's it for another episode of Love, Sex and Energy. Connect on all socials at Adriana Gallinet. Hit the follow button, share with friends, and if you have some time, write a review. As they say, the energy flows in universal ways, so always remember to shine bright. Till next time, see ya.